0: It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country with Dan Berger, brought to you by Bottle Barn and Rodney Strong Vineyards. And Davis Spinum. Yes. yes. Our guest today is Alicia Sylvester. She is the winemaker at Banshee Wines. Hello, great to meet you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. We always start with the history of the winery and then I want to get your history as well as a winemaker and how you got into the old world of wine. I, I do know by looking at BansheeWines.com, the winery started in 2009 at a bar in the Dogpatch neighborhood of San Francisco. Now that is a great way to start things.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it was really, Banshee was very whimsically put together. Our three founders, these three gentlemen came together and they were in their early 20s and they wanted to make an affordable Sonoma County Pinot Noir that tasted like it was much more expensive, structured, you know, they wanted something they could woo the ladies, but it wasn't going to hurt their, their pockets, right? And then everything...
0: <laughs> we can all speak <laughs> to, that. to that, right, right guys? <laughs> (laughs) Sort of.
1: So it started with the Sonoma County Pinot Noir. And so with that, that's how the idea really came above and then about. And then from there, the name Banshee. How did that come about? Everything just came together very whimsically as they were in San Francisco. So they needed the name. They were at the last moment around their like kitchen table. We need the name. We have to print the labels. We already have the bird, which is called a cockatrice. And this is this mythical bird that's on the bottle it's, you, it's, you, you've seen it I know you've seen it on, have, in Whole yes. Foods and uh, so this mythical bird they were smoking some Jays in their apartment in San Francisco and that was like the medallion on the mantelpiece and they're like that's gonna be the logo but they didn't have the name so the day before they needed to, the, to like print the labels they're stressing out around their table and somebody's dog is going off in the background and they're just like get your dog to shut up he's barking like a banshee. And they were like, what, huh? Banshee?
0: And Harry? A banshee is...
2: Is a spirit in Irish folklore. <laughs> there you known go. Known for its shrieking and wailing.
1: And she also – it's a woman, and she has – she's cloaked with – her eyes are are bloodshot red all the time because she's constantly crying. I was like, this will not be my forever Halloween costume <laughs> because I researched that as well. As I joined Banshee, I was like, what the heck? And so I needed to know this story and some of our – you know, why we did this. Why do you have that mythical creature? Why do you have this name? It really is more of, of stories, of relationships, of friendships of how this brand became – We wanted you to feel in our tasting room, and that opened in downtown Healdsburg in 2013. We wanted it to feel like their apartment. And that was very revolutionary for 2013. Everybody was still mostly doing bar top tastings, right? Go to the bar. Okay, hey, take this, swirl, sniff, dump, whatever. And so this was, there's a couch, a vinyl player, you're chilling, you're relaxing. It feels like you're in their apartment. And that's really what Banshee is, essentially. Is like we want to have good times together with wine.
2: Is screeching and or wailing encouraged?
1: Oh yes. So i have also now I start- screeched
0: and wailed oh. after I tasted the Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a moment. I mean, where in Healdsburg is Banshee?
1: So Banshee Artesian Room is located uh, right off the square on Center Street. So we were just a little little blop around from the plaza. Great and uh, It's yeah, it's fabulous.
2: You mentioned the three gentlemen who found it, but I don't believe I heard
1: names. So I don't have all of them memorized. I usually we say the, the name drop of like Baron. Are they still Ziegler. involved. None are involved ah, now. Okay. So what we we were sold and purchased by Foley Family Wines, and Foley. I've been with Foley Family Wines since 2015. Foley Family Wines purchased Banshee in 2018, and this really allowed for us to spread our wings, right? The, literally and figuratively. We are able to keep our small backbone, our direct-to consumer our single vineyard wines that are very special here in Sonoma County, and very you know we hold very close, and then also I do my larger tier wines there's Sonoma County AVA that I get out to you that are good structured solid wines at a solid price for me as a winemaker um, we're giving it away.
3: Dan, Dan <laughs> thoughts on banshee. Well, it started out to be very fanciful and very fun, and the wines were pretty good. Uh, it was amazing that they were as good values as they were, but as the time went by, the, the wines got better, and then they got larger in volume, so the, the volume was really what was pushing the market at that point, but the wine quality kept getting better and better, and the quality was was there, and the prices really didn't change all that much, so it was a real value for the consumer, and it still is.
0: Alicia Sylvester is the winemaker at Banshee uh, Wines, bansheewines.com. She is our guest today on uh, California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Again, brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Uh, Okay, let's let's get your past here, uh, Alicia. I mean, how did you start in the wine world and become a winemaker?
1: So for me, it started uh, initially. I was raised in the Central Valley of California, so that's why some people will ask me, well, are you from Texas? And I'm like, oh, no. I asked
0: you off air, are uh, you from the south?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's my farm. Central
0: Valley, and uh, Harry and I both said, well, that's south of here. Well, yeah,
1: we farm <laughs> almonds. Um, uh, <laughs> so almonds, we farm almonds, and then we had 20 acres of Zinfandel. So coming from a farming family, I was very involved in agriculture. I tied vines. I didn't want to, but y- yes, we ca- we came from a very um, hard-working, ethnic family, and so going into college and growing up, I definitely wanted to resist that I wanted to be a punk or whatever you know and that didn't it didn't work out (laughs) Uh, it totally didn't work out and so going to college I realized um This special special gift that I had of knowledge of how many stomachs the cow has, and how to tie vines, and how and you know the process of 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 harvesting almonds and almonds and how to get them off the tree and all the holes and all the stuff that goes into that. Broadly, you know, agriculture is so you know there's so much. So going into school is like, okay, I got to do something in ag. What is it going to be? So I went into taking classes in dairy, and because I was active in four. And, and I really really love dairy cows and my grandfather uh was a dairyman jersey dairy is go jerseys and so uh, that's not the black and white ones just so you know <laughs> um, and so then I also took classes in in grapes and in wine because of that you know we had that 20 acres and we sold it bulk wine right you know and, and uh, it was just kind of a little pet project and uh, I realized as I took the classes that I was uh, this I've got to, I'm going into the wine industry and that's where, where I just you know in school I went all over wine business and it and then practicality. I went in and did internships in the vineyard, in laboratories, in wet chemistry laboratories. And I did. Then I graduated. I studied abroad before I graduated, and in wine in South Africa, and and it was completely wine focused. I got all my credits, which never happens when you study abroad. It just worked <laughs> out. It was like in my cards that I was gonna did do you, this.
0: Did you go to UC Davis or Fresno or anything?
1: How about Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo?
3: That's the third one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the third one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. So that program was really developing. We didn't have a winery yet. And so I was really able to utilize my wine business classes with my ag business classes, really learn by doing, working out in the fields on the grape vineyards that we have out there, and then doing different internships. So I did the internships in the vineyards. I said, this is great. I like to talk. I need more people to work around, so let's go a different alleyway. Worked in the lab. This is cool, but I don't want to stay in a box. I really I need to be out of the laboratory. And so then I did my first internship right on the Rutherford bench, a nice medium sized winery, Provenance, and that was in two thousand eleven. And I said, Holy crap. I was a harvest analogist. I said, This is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Like I can't I don't know why anyone else would not want to be a
0: winemaker. How did you become a winemaker at Banshee?
1: So at Banshee. So then from there, I went all over the world. Right? I, I got I got the harvest fever. A lot of winemakers. If we're interested, we're going to harvest hop. So I went from okay. So California. Then we went to Australia, Italy, Denmark, South Africa, back to Cali, and then to uh, Argentina. Then back to California. I stayed nine months at Sonoma Contreras, learning how to make great Chardonnay. And then I joined Foley Family Wines as Lancaster's Estate. Enologists, just our plain old enologists in 2015. And then I was promoted to assistant winemaker. And so that's how I got into the Foley family. And so when Banshee was purchased, they're direct-to-consumer. They're very single, small vineyard uh, barrels. And those wines came to Lancaster. And we took care of them and topped them. And we were like, get this Pinot out of our cab house. (laughs) (laughs) And then two years later, I've taken over the brand, shifted toward Burgundy, and really also spread my wings from doing everything hands-on. I've opened Barrels, heads I've climbed in tanks I've been in presses I've done a lot of dangerous And not dangerous stuff All of it And now Really de- Having that broader look And helping the team And us Really Work together To make this product That's consistent And fabulous
0: Cool story huh? <laughs> wow. I'll take a breath now <laughs> That is so cool It's BansheeWines.com Our guest is Alicia Sylvester She is the winemaker For Banshee and, again, they're just off the square in Healdsburg, the tasting room. Uh, where are you making the Banshee wines
3: exactly?
1: So when Foley purchased uh, Banshee, Banshee was a brand. And they were had some custom crush facilities that it was made at. And so then Banshee was put into the different estates of uh, foley so when foley purchased for Icrano two years ago we have uh, acquired two facilities so there's a larger red wine facility up on the hill and that red wine facility in geyserville is where i work and so that's where all uh, it's a it's right above where the casino is and it's a wonderful hub of where like we have a, a, a large amount of foley wines being produced
0: all right. How Better. about the
2: wine that we've
1: tasted? Oh, so the Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Oh, this yes. is fabulous. That, that is wonderful. Thank yeah. you so much. Fact. Yeah.
0: More <laughs> Oh, okay. More. No
1: problem. I really like <laughs> Well, we got
0: to talk about it. A I, I liked it so much I drank oh. the whole taste. <laughs> Google go gadget arm.
3: Okay, there you go. You. Okay.
1: So I really like Sauvignon Blanc to have a little musquet clone or Muscat, and so it really helps bring out that floralness. And so I really want to have more tropical floral um, w- as it warms up and really opens up in the glass. I love getting this like ripe peach and I'm like oh, it just um, the like, nose
0: is amazing. Yeah, you it, know, I'm not I'm not huge on nose. The, the smell of Sauvignon Blanc, generally, I don't quite get it. Well, this
3: is a, a definitive California style. It's not real green. It doesn't have any of that asparagus uh, character. Right. But what it does have is some uh, a little bit of, of tarragon, which is the sort of minty-like characteristics from mm. the almost, almost lemon mint, and that lemon component is really a part of the varietal. It comes out in different ways from different regions, and this wine is a blend of couple of different regions, and part of it is a little bit of that dry creek character, a little bit warmer region, and then some cooler regions. So it, this has got a little of everything. It's just a beautiful wine.
0: Uh, it really is. And the finish is wonderful. I'm having shrimp scampi tonight. I think, <laughs> I think you got it I'm right. Go, I think I'm going uh, to use have this wine for my sh- shrimp scampi. There we go. Damn, that's, that's left good. of it. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything. We still got five minutes? Oh,
3: okay. okay. I got I got a, a, a cellar wine also. All right. What is it? It's La Crema. I know that. 2011 La Crema Pinot Noir from Monterey County, and it's it's very interesting. Uh, it's gotten some. It's got herbaceous components because it's because Monterey County on it, and but I, I aged this. I mean, one of the reasons I put this in the cellar for as long as I did was that. It it's a cool year. twenty eleven was a very, very cool year. And cold years have high acidity and high acidity wines need time in the bottle. So this has got ten years in and it's pretty pretty tasty. This wine. is uh la crema before they were sold. I think it was right at the time right after they were sold. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, this is still part of the I think it's part of the Jackson family
0: okay. group, grouping. In uh twenty eleven?
3: Twenty eleven, yeah. I didn't want to bring anything older than this, Steve. You and I have gone around the block on this. If I bring wines that are too old, you just tell me that they're lousy. And And generally speaking, you're right. So. Well, generally. But I mean, just because they're old, I don't say they're...
0: There, there's been a few... Older than 2011 that you brought in that I thought were great. That's true. Well, this one's only 10 years old, so we're fine.
2: We're fine. Let's (laughs) be clear. Just because something's old doesn't mean it's lousy. I hope that's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're talking about me.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But, no, you're right, Harry. Uh, Alicia, Banshee. uh, What other wines are Banshee... Making right now, or would well, that we be have is a rose? Banshee would making? you like to
1: try some of the rose we have here? I would. I have some of this rose. So we have we've s- switched from in the past, we've done a 20, we've done a Mendocino rose, and now we're bringing it all to Sonoma County because this is really Banshee's backbone, is Sonoma County. And Banshee also our backbone is Pinot. So we're bringing some Pinot into this. and Oh, oh, sorry. I gotta. Get, <laughs> all right. Til- you must-
2: quickly learn the drive poor
1: <laughs> drive poor thank you
0: okay. Steve poor. so you
1: with go. this yeah i really i really want something that's going to be not i don't want to say a what people say like a porch pounder but i want it to be like very yummy delicious i want i like mine very cold i want there to be that balance of fruit for rosés are supposed to be fruity and and i want there to be like watermelon in there and then i want you to have that acidity i want there to be structure and acidity you got what,
0: year it? Is, what year is this?
1: 2021
3: wow you yeah, nailed it it's fresh really it's ready it. to this go is, this it's, is absolutely delicious it's nice. What's nice about it is, oh, yeah, it's it's got tartness in the aftertaste, but the mid palate is soft, it's gorgeous, just really absolutely quaffable. But it will work great with salmon.
1: Thank you. It's that- got the color to match it. Yeah, it's true. Thank you. Yeah, I want always with my wines, I really that's what I think Banshee's really affordable is that you're going to make sure that you feel these wines on your palate. I always say, like. It's not a flabby McFlabby. It's not just a down the hatch. Like, oh, we have some wine, so we're having a conversation. But it's like, oh, 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 oh that's pretty good.
2: A flabby McFlabby. Like a flabby. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind I'm of not a, familiar with that. Like
1: it's it's so you f- in your mouth, it just feels like nothing. Like mm-hmm. I mean, water's flabby unless you got like ice in it. Then it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just but this, is a, this has got
3: only thirteen percent alcohol, so it's really balanced and structured, and it's nice. It seems like it was made. St- direct to press
1: uh yes yes we're definitely going direct to press because we use a lot of really fun varieties in here i mean we've got the pinot noir and then we've got sangiovese but then we've got syrah carry On, muscat some Zin in there we really get to do whatever wow. we want so it's it's fun
0: man that's good yeah uh, by the way uh christopher di mateo our los angeles producer says that Alicia Sylvester uses the Central California pronunciation almonds with the silent L, almonds. It's one of the few California terms in American (laughs) English. Very cool for me, the language nerd. Thank you, Christopher. (laughs) Almonds. Yeah, almonds. Like salmon, salmon.
1: almond. Think salmon, almond.
0: All right. (laughs) We got to take our break. We'll be back with California Wine Country with Dan Berger and our guest today, Alicia Sylvester, winemaker at Banshee Wines. California Wine Country with Dan Berger uh, here on The Drive. Our guest today is Alicia Sylvester, winemaker for Banshee Wines. Bansheewines.com. It's brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines.
2: I'd like to ask Alicia about the tasting room if I could.
0: Yeah, talk more about that because it's right off the plaza in Healdsburg. (laughs) There we go. Okay. <laughs> That's the answer. So we have sparkling at the tasting room. Um, and we have sparkling in this tasting room. Yeah, so our
1: tasting room, we have a lot of relaxed seating that you can come in and enjoy. You can go to BansheeWines.com and reserve seating and have a relaxed tasting. We have a couple different flights we offer right now. We have a charcuterie board, but that also changes. We, we like oh, to nice. change our food pairings. Right we were doing a grilled cheese pairing, which was really fun. Um, And then, yeah, we just have a lot of, you can come and get a bottle and take it to the plaza. You can come and get a glass of wine. We're open a little bit later than a lot of the other tasting rooms. So it's just, you can come and put on a record player, put on the the vinyl and just hang out.
2: What's the deal with wines by the glass from 4 to 6 p.m.?
1: So you can get a wine by the glass. Uh, We kind of switch off from doing the tastings. Just like we
0: do on the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We switch from doing our normal flight tastings to just by the glass. It kind of encourages you to have a glass of wine and then probably heading out to to dinner possibly on the plaza. Um, Yeah. Or hang out. Have a couple glasses of wine. Get a bottle with your your friends. Put on a few records. Um, Really just to have fun and relax. And the
2: website indicates that no reservations are required for that. It's just first come first serve. yeah
1: you can stop in any t- any time for for our later by the glass
3: and this ten of cups bash on saturday july 2nd what's that
1: so we have an upcoming event. We haven't had uh, since COVID and all of our closures. We haven't got up and running with our events. So we're going to have our, our Banshee, our big Banshee Ten of Cups bash. We haven't we released our sparkling uh, Brute Ten of Cups, uh, a soft launch in October. And we recently launched it. Hopefully you'll see it in Safeways and in Whole Foods near you. And so we're going to launch it in our tasting room and have a, a party and kind of pre-4th uh, of July, have special bites with me and special wines from the cellar and uh, yeah it should be a really fun time that's from 1 to 4 you can do the daytime kind of more intimate bash and then there's also an evening time and this is July 2nd so 4th of July weekend if you're coming to to Healdsburg from 4 to 7 where it's more like rock and roll time where we can hang out have glasses of wine bring your own vinyl put on vinyl it's more just like hang out I think we'll also have some uh, yeah some concert food faves so um our marketing and, and events team always comes up with some
3: really fun stuff. So yeah. this is a non-vintage wine.
1: This is, yeah, non-vintage and a uh, really, really classical, but not classical in terms of like, it's so crisp where you're not getting a lot of malolactic through, through. And so it's t- Two years, Method Champenois, so on lease. So that's going to be 24 months, which is kind of getting some of that creaminess, but you're still getting that bright and lemony lemoniness.
2: I just wanted to remind folks that if you're interested in attending the Ten of Cups Bash on either Saturday, July the 2nd, or... No, it is both on Saturday, July the 2nd. Reservations are required, and you'll need to go to BansheeWines.com. To make those reservations, you have the daytime bash, which runs from one to four, or the nighttime bash, which runs from four to seven. So again, interested in attending those events at Banshee Wines? Go to their website,
0: banshiwines.com. Those are cool events. I like that.
1: Yeah, and there should be a lot of fun stuff it's going very around. Banshee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a much
2: wailing and screeching. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what does ten of cups refer to?
1: So ten of cups. This is great. We. I also. I had to Google it because I was like, what is going on and our marketing team did a great job with this and ten of cups is a tarot card so true to fashion with banshee being really like cool and 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 very whimsical this card is is the card you want to pull it's for celebration love unity success family um really it's it's there it's all of the, the good things you want and i think it was just really fabulous to to name our bubbles that
3: very cool mm-hmm. yeah. beautiful wine nice nice uh, structure great great acidity and the dosage is not real sweet it's really pretty dry
2: well let's re- remind our audience what we're tasting right now
3: this is banshee and it's called ten of cups brute California sparkling wine it's uh, method was, and what's the retail price for this
1: retail price is.
3: She's the wine man. I
0: forgot. It. Okay, whatever. I think
1: it's 20 bucks. Right, $25. Right, 30 right. uh from the tasting room I think we have it for for $30. That's pretty so much of a, va- a, a, a
3: great, great value. Wine, and yeah. then
1: I I think I've seen it in different outlets. It's just you got to see if they've got a deal going on or what's going on in, in your local stores.
3: Yeah, that's really good
1: thank you yeah it's a really fun everybody's really into into sparkling right now um we we did the soft the first like soft kickoff launch last year at outside lands and so they did outside lands in october and so it was it was halloween kind of festival and by day three in terms of the sparkling out of all of the sparkling at outside land this the banshees had sold out and i was
3: like there you go nice amazing well Great structure, great balance, and wonderful flavors.
2: In looking at your website, it's got the Banshee Ten of Cups sparkling wine listed at $30 a bottle.
1: Perfect.
3: Okay, we got the Pinot Noir, let's go. Let's
1: get it. So this is, so the <laughs> Pinot Noir that we have, so this is our traditional, this is what Banshee was founded on, is our Sonoma County Pinot Noir. So with this wine, I want it to be very structured, but yet very welcoming. That's how I like to describe it. It's like when you see this at the grocery store, the Pinot Noir, you're going to say, okay, that looks interesting. I like Pinot. Maybe I don't. I'm going to try it. I'm going to totally try it because I know, I heard of Banshee. Looks cool. Let's try it. And this swine you're just going to get fruit but it's also going to be pinot noir so you're going to go in a lot of different directions where you can get more rustic notes you can get su- cigar box you're still going to get the like dried fig and raspberry and then you're going to go through sonoma county and pick up a little pine note how about some mushrooms like we could go all over the uh, all over the spectrum with this, this
3: is phenomenal Thank I, you. I was really shocked when i smelled it because this has really got that beautiful sonoma county pinot noir character in the aroma, it's 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 got fruit. It's the the fruit is there's obviously some Russian River in here because of the fact that there's some raspberry. But there's also some darker fruit that maybe comes from a slightly cooler region.
1: Yeah. So the primary, the the majority of this fruit is coming from our Los Carneros, Sonoma regions, the Petaluma Gap region, and then Russian River. Right. These are our, our really bread and butter areas of Sonoma County that are so good for Pinot Noir. And being owned by Foley, we have we own a lot of our own vineyards, which means these wines are are having being more and more and more consistent because we. have these vineyards and we're still acquiring more vineyards which is great give me some more pinot let's make it let's make it and drink it
2: speaking of bread and butter Dan what would you pair this pinot with
3: well going back to that uh, rosé I would say that this is for a a char grilled salmon rather than a poached salmon the the poached salmon goes with the rosé the char grilled salmon goes with this wine it's fabulous it's a terrific wine I'm I not
0: a huge salmon fan, as I've mentioned many yes. times over the years. But uh, charred,
3: grilled well, salmon. Well, charred, grilled chicken breast. I breasts, love that. Marinated charred, grilled chicken breast would go great with this as well. That too.
2: What about shrimp scampi?
3: Same thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I
2: already got the Sauvignon Blanc
0: <laughs> for my shrimp scampi tonight. Yes. Uh, we want to thank Alicia Sylvester, the winemaker at Banshee Wines. Bansheewines.com. Great job. In fact... Uh, I'm going to uh, get a hold of you next week and see if you can just host this s- segment every week. <laughs>
2: yeah, but if you do, <laughs> oh, if you you're much better than I am. <laughs> if you do,
1: could you perk up a bit? Oh, I, I'll, I'll work on it. I always have to hone it in.
0: You have, one of, you have been one of our greatest guests <laughs> after 14 years on uh, uh, the drive and uh, Wine Wednesday in California, Wine Country.
1: Everybody's cool. smiling in the studio. Oh, it's fun when you love what you do, right? You
0: Bless you. Uh, Even Alicia's- Joe is
2: smiling.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he generally doesn't smile oh. when I'm around. Uh, it's Alicia Sylvester. Check out BansheeWines.com. They do great stuff. And, again, their cool tasting room is right off uh, the plaza in Healdsburg. Uh, Alicia, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, guys, but all for having me.
0: And, Dan, thank you for finally doing something really good and bringing
3: Alicia. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no
1: more old wine. No
0: 20, 20
3: years of disaster and now a winner.
1: <laughs> well, I'll keep making good wines. <laughs>